whether your toddler just takes forever to eat or you feel like they're using mealtime as a stalling tactic, we will cover both of those in today's episode. I'm Casey Barnes, registered dietitian nutritionist. I have a master of clinical nutrition and a master of public administration degree, and I create resources for parents to help you make healthy eating easier and less stressful. If you need a mom friend in your corner who openly admits to all her own flaws and mistakes and just keeps things real, then you are in the right place. Today's topic is slow eating toddlers and stalling toddlers who are using mealtime as an excuse to avoid doing something else, you know, whether it's nap time or cleanup time or bedtime, they love to stall. So I'll be sharing my top tips from what has worked for my clients in the past when they're up against these issues. If you'd like to call into the podcast, don't be shy. Use a fake name if you want to. The voicemail number is 469-552-5527. You can get that number as well as all the resources from the podcast on my website at momknowsnutrition.com forward slash podcast. Let's hear today's call. Hi, Casey. My daughter just turned two and she likes to stall her lunch so that she doesn't have to go down for a nap. She's at the second percentile for weight, so we're always trying to get more calories than her, but lunches are taking between 45 minutes and an hour, and of course, you know, when she starts stalling, she munches on the least calorie-dense option, whether it's fruit or pretzels, rather than eating the higher calorie options I've given her. So is it ever okay to cut her off and say, you're done eating, I think? All right. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right, so let's talk about three main things here. One, how long is reasonable for a meal to actually last? How can you cut them off without having a total meltdown? And what if they didn't eat very much and you're like, should I really be ending this meal now? Okay, so let's talk about how long is reasonable for a meal. 45 minutes is plenty, and it's longer than your little one will get at daycare or preschool, to be honest, but it's a good place to start especially if you feel like it just could drag on forever and ever. So 45 minutes is plenty of time. You can work down to about 30 minutes. Some kids who eat slowly really will be eating like this whole time. But if you notice that they start messing around and it seems like they're done eating, you can even bring it down to about 20 minutes. When they're at preschool, they're probably going to get about 20 to 30 minutes total. So that is a good range to be in. You also want to make sure that you minimize distractions during this time. So really what I mean is no screen during the mealtime because that will really elongate the amount of time that it takes and just their focus and attention on the meal. So if we can minimize those outside distractions, try to eliminate the screen at mealtimes, I have a separate podcast episode on that. So if screens are an issue in your house, definitely go listen to that one. Okay, so now you know about how long you're working with, but how can you cut them off without a meltdown about it? Prep them for what's coming. So let them know that you're going to be placing a time limit. You don't have to make this sound like a prison sentence. Just say, hey, at mealtimes, we're going to have a set amount of time for the meal, and then we're going to move on to the next thing. You can tell them what that next thing is going to be, but reassure them that this will be plenty of time for them to eat. We're just going to create a meal time on our daily schedule and then move on to the next thing. What really is going to help here is some sort of visual aid, and you can use more than one thing. 
I do recommend a visual timer because for toddlers, like time really doesn't mean much to them. But if they can see it in a way that makes sense to them, then it will be much more useful. So they have a visual timer app on cell phones. You can just go to the app store and search visual timer. Some people don't like to use this because you just don't want to have your phone out or you don't want your phone to be used for this purpose. You can go to Amazon and get an actual visual timer. I'll link those in the show notes for you. And then a daily schedule, like a daily visual schedule can help as well. So if your toddler is home with you for the day, this does not have to be exact. And they make these like on Etsy. I've seen ones where they're interchangeable or you can just really make something like with stick figures that you make with a marker on a big sheet of paper. It does not need to be fancy. But being able to visually show them like breakfast time, then play time, then park time, whatever it is, your normal daily routine, have that represented visually for them so they can see like, oh, we're in the meal time right now. And then next is play time. So they can see where it fits into their day. And the more you go over that and show them, the more that they get into it. Toddlers love routines. They absolutely love it. So this is a great thing for them. Then you're going to give alerts when it's close to the end of the meal time so that no one is blindsided by the end of the meal. They can't pull out the whole, I didn't know it was almost over, you know. So you do that. And then they might still protest, honestly especially if they're trying to stall or avoid something that they don't want. But you know that you created the right environment for the mealtime. They had enough time to eat. If they are not totally satisfied with the amount that they ate, that is not your fault at this point. And they will learn from you creating this consistent boundary with mealtimes. That is when they need to eat. They're going to learn that. So calmly and firmly transition them to the next activity. You don't need to give them one extra minute two extra minutes, whatever they try to tell you. My daughter always does that. She'll be like, two more minutes, six more minutes. I'm like, no, no, we're done now. So you can be done. You know that you gave them plenty of time and it's time to move to the next thing. But what if you have that lingering worry that they didn't eat enough? If your little one struggles with weight gain, and this is a main area of concern, Not just a lean kid or one who's on the smaller end of their growth charts. I'm talking about the doctor expressing concern about their low weight gain. Then what you want to prioritize at meals is making sure that there is plenty of fat in their meal because fat has the highest amount of calories versus carbohydrates or proteins. And so if you really need to get in calories, fat is going to be a way to do that. You can start with smaller portions so that you don't overwhelm them and you can pack more in into a smaller amount when you have more fat, but you really got to make sure that you give those high fat items. So for example, lunch might be a cup of whole milk along with some chicken salad that you can make with mayo or avocado or some mix of the two and maybe some buttered toast and then dried fruit. I recommend dried fruit just because it has more calories than fresh. And in this question that was asked, she had said that she noticed her daughters always eats the least calorie-dense options like fruit or pretzels. So it's not that you have to eliminate fruit, but if you're really working on this, then you can use dried fruit instead, and that's going to have more calories. But if the doctor is not concerned about their weight, 
but you just feel like they didn't eat enough at a meal, I want you to ask yourself these questions. One, did you offer at least one thing you know they like? If you did, then you know they could have eaten more of that if they wanted. You can give seconds or thirds of something to you during the meal. That is totally fine. Are they acting hungry? You're feeling like they didn't eat enough, but young kids are really good at tuning into their hunger cues, and if the food is available, they're just not eating a ton, it's very likely that they're not that hungry right now, and it is okay if they don't eat more. They're going to have another opportunity later. Also, did they already snack recently? If they had a snack within one to two hours of their meal, it's likely that they're not super hungry. And again, it's okay if they don't eat more at this time. What I really don't want you to do is to offer a favorite food at the end of the meal if you feel like they didn't eat enough. This can throw everything off that you worked so hard on. So let me explain. You serve the meal. Maybe they pick at it for a little while. They just don't eat very much. You're worried they're not going to be full enough. Especially maybe it's going to be bedtime and you're like, I don't know that their stomach is full. So now you think, okay, I'll give them something that they really like. So like Annie's bunnies or goldfish or a pouch. And lo and behold, they eat it. So you think, oh, they must have been hungry, right? But like if you think about, I mean, I'll use myself as an example here. I love french fries. And even if I'm not hungry, I am going to eat some french fries, which is totally fine. But what it shows you is that even our little ones too, if you give them something that they really love, they'll probably eat it even if they're not that hungry. So that's not a good tool for you to use to assess whether they're still hungry or not by like giving them their favorite options. You know, they're probably going to still eat them. And what happens is that they learn how to hold out for something better than what you initially served. It becomes this pattern of you putting out the meal, then they decide, well, I'm just going to wait for that other thing that I like better because they do that sometimes. And then you give them that thing they like better and then they eat that. So instead, make sure there's something that they like at the meal. Know that it's okay if they didn't eat much at the meal, they will have another opportunity later. If they act like they're suddenly hungry at the end of the meal, that's usually a stall tactic. They had plenty of time to eat. You will probably know it when you see it, right? Like they didn't eat their dinner and then all of a sudden you say, okay, dinner time's over. And they're like, but I'm still hungry. You're like, what? No, this food has been sitting in front of you for the past however long. Like you're fine. So you can ignore them trying to do that. You end the meal time. You move on to the next thing. This is not mean, I'm telling you. Even if they tell you that you're mean or they hate you, they're mad. <laughs> they are mad that they didn't get their way, but that's okay. All right, let's recap. We know that 45 minutes is plenty long enough to eat. It's okay to put a limit and start there at that 45-minute mark, working down to about 20 to 30 minutes. To reduce the chance of a meltdown, you'll prepare them that you're going to be enforcing this time limit and then remind them with the help of some visual aids. And as long as you provide at least one food they like and refill, you know, with seconds or thirds if they finish and ask for more, then you can trust them to get enough to eat and you don't need to offer them something totally different at this point. If you try anything that you learned today, please send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at mamanos underscore nutrition and let me know how it went. I love to hear from you. 
And make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss future episodes. I will catch you next time.